0: The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the host's employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show.
1: Happy hour? More like amateur hour. Welcome to United We Drink.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of the United We Drink podcast right here on unitedwedrink.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are found. My name is Mike Jarevich, and I am alone. I am not joined by my typical two co-hosts, Phil Palmasano and Joel Codner. My internet was out when trying to record this episode, so I wasn't able to join in on the fun, but we do have an episode for you. Phil and Joel were joined for our very first interview or discussion with an outside guest on the show, and we brought aboard a really great guest to be our first guest. This person was actually our very first guest on the initial run of the show way back in the day. His life has changed greatly in the beer industry, just like ours has. And it is our good friend, Sean Nordquist, who is the executive director of the Florida Brewers Guild right here in Florida. Joel and Phil sit down with Sean via Zoom and talk with him about the state of Florida beer. It's a great discussion. I really wish I could have been involved in it. We'll get together sometime in the future and talk about beer. But why don't you sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with Sean Nordquist, Executive Director of the Florida Brewers Guild.
2: All right, guys. It's time. We hinted at this for the, uh, the longest time in the world. Um, we always wanted to bring in a fourth voice, but tonight we can't um, because Mike somehow doesn't have internet or AT&T didn't show up to his house. Um, but we are joined today by the executive director of the Florida Brewers Guild, uh, Sean Nordquest. Sean, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: Hey, it's, it's great to be back as the, uh, the best guest of the year. I think this is the... Uh, the best guest of the year review show, isn't it?
2: Um, it, it, it depends on who you talk to. If you're talking to Tom barris he might have an issue with that one. But um, is that around?
1: Kind of I don't know. I haven't. You know. I,
2: I I heard he, all he's doing is slinging import beer. So I, nice. it's right. it is what it is. In um, Espanol. In <laughs> <en> Espanol, exactly. <laughs> I'm sort of jealous. He does get some really nice trips out of that gig, though. Uh,
1: and, I, and, and, and in all fairness, the the beer he is selling is really good. It is. Uh, it, it, 100%. Because I know you guys have talked about the uh, NA beer before. Um, and uh, Galatia actually makes a really good, their 00 beer is is really good.
2: So I, i'll put it on my list you uh, joel, yeah you're you're honestly you're talking to probably the two best people when it comes to seltzers or zero zero beer uh joel and i are the most open-minded individuals on this podcast mike is really close-minded and it, it's fun because he's not here to even debate against
1: right. that right.
2: so it, you know but uh we are joined by sean sean thank you so much for coming in uh joel uh how are you doing this evening
3: I'm holding up. All right. Thank you for asking. Uh, I was just going to ask what you guys are drinking. I'm full of uh, seltzer and this platter of nachos I made. So the only thing I brought right. for the show is a little taster bottle of Malort as usual.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> so um, I actually have, uh, it's called pub ale. Uh, it's from flying, Butt brewing it's an English mild. Um, and it's really delicious and, you know, mid 4% um, and reminds me of, of sitting in a, Soccer and you know, with, with the boys, and just uh, it's just a really, really good beer,
3: yeah. I had that a few months back, uh, when I went to drop off, uh, they, they were the drop off location for uh, best Florida beer entries, right. so right, uh, I took a trip up there with my wife that day. We just went up and back, and uh, really great beers,
1: yeah. And it's exactly one mile walking from my house, so that's oh, totally nice. Right.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize that that's a sort yeah. of dangerous for you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, you know. Uh, but you know, a mile is a long way for me to walk anyway. So it's
2: <laughs> good. It it you work off some of that English mile exactly. as you're walking back and forth. Exactly.
3: Exactly. I think their smallest pour too is like sixteen ounces. So, uh, well, in in some of their higher ABV ones, they you know they they do the
1: the shorter pour. You know, they're they're responsible in the, in their serving.
2: I'm uh, drinking a distill brewery driving that haze hazy IPA. Uh, really cool can artwork. Uh, yeah. Uh, always about the beard and the bandana. So. we're not here to talk about what we're here to drink or what we're drinking tonight. (laughs) Sean, how's everything going? And I I, that's sort of a loaded question as as we're interviewing you in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Oh you know everything's fine why do you ask? Um, No it's uh, (laughs) you know it's I will say um, you know I'm I'm, I've been in the position now for for three years uh, as director of the Guild and you know and of course involved with the industry for the past decade or whatever. It has been, uh, you know, there's that old, that old proverb of, of may you live in interesting times, which is actually supposed to be a curse. <laughs> um, I would I would say the uh, the past couple months have been some of the most interesting uh, that I've seen uh, in the in the industry. On, on, on one hand, it's just it's it's devastating because I know what you know my friends and, and colleagues and stuff are going through, you know, business wise and financially, and then of course that translates to uh, what's, you know, what's happening in their personal life and at home. And it, it, you know, it expands everything else. On the other side, we've seen some really creative and encouraging approaches for, for different, uh, you know, different breweries when it's okay, well, you can't open. And then we, they really gather Okay. Well, can we do curbside? Which they, I would say 99% of the, the breweries, if not all, if you'd ask them in January, you know, have you ever thought about curbside pickup for, you know, to go for beer? It would have looked to you like you were crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, why would I, why would I even think about that? Or uh, have you ever considered making hand sanitizer? Like what, like, what, like, <laughs> why would I do that? And, you know, and then coming up with, you know, just, you know, different creative ways, you know, to, to maintain revenue stream, to keep people employed, to keep people uh, getting paychecks. Has been, you know, it's been encouraging to see, how, you know, all the different ways and things people are willing to do to, you know, for their employees and for their and for their business, you know. But it's, you know, it's tough. It's, you know, we don't know, we don't know how long this is going to last for. We don't know if we're going to see another, you know, another spike and have things get worse again. We, you know, and we we just there's still so much we don't know about, you know, about the COVID-19 itself that we, you know, it, you know, we're only. A few months into even knowing of its existence, let alone any long-term effects or anything like that. So, I think you know it's it's also been interesting to see the relationships between breweries and their communities, and their vendors and their suppliers and all that. And you know, a, a lot of the the, the suppliers of, of raw materials, you know, uh, hops and grain, and what um, and step to say, hey, let's do let's do something to help raise money for. First responders, but that for healthcare workers, and we'll we'll give you the grain for free, you know, um, or we'll you know, we'll, or we'll give it to you at cost, or we'll let's let's look at our you know the, uh, so the landlords talking to these especially these smaller brewers, you know, let's uh, let's look at your lease because we know that revenue is going to be low if you know, or even non-existent over the past or over the next few months, so let's talk about you know some a way that we can uh, work together on that. And then, of course, as always, breweries helping each other out uh, saying, you know, if you need any help with this, you know, but it's, you know, that's only uh, it's not sustainable forever. And as far as I know, we haven't seen any breweries close because of COVID-19 yet. I think it would be naive to assume that it's not going to happen. But the fact that it hasn't happened yet is actually really encouraging. I, I honestly, I was really expecting to see, you know, at least a handful at least talk about closing their doors entirely uh, within the first month,
2: and and really the only casualty that we had in the state of Florida was a uh, bankruptcy filing, correct?
1: Yeah, and and now a lot of that happens behind closed doors, and we don't we don't know for sure what um you know. And and I'll say I think I think that one was already in the works. Gotcha. I, I think that this was probably the the you know the final straw, but yeah, I mean you know, the people are are, are doing what they need to do to keep going and uh you know but you know there's i mean there's lots and lots of people in our industry friends of ours who are out of work uh who are um and it's not like all right well we'll just go get another job somewhere else like yeah because nobody's hiring (laughs) because you know people are laying off 20 30 40 people uh you know at a time and you know not to mention all the other stuff that that goes with that with the unable to get unemployment unemployment unable to get the payroll protection all, all those kinds of things that that's a whole other topic about politics for another day, perhaps <laughs> uh, Yeah,
2: different podcast. Uh, we're here yeah, exactly. more beverage industry right. than anything else.
1: Uh, we can well, talk I, beverage I, I, politics. Uh, so, well, we and, we, and we, can talk about that in a minute. One of the, I, that was actually pretty cool is that a lot of breweries that I've seen, they had plans for throughout the year. Like we're going to do this release or this release, or we've been sitting on this, but people are like, all right, well, since we're doing, you know, we're not brewing a whole lot right now, cause we don't know what to keep on. We're going to start releasing stuff like I, we've got this thing we were talking about releasing this i don't know you know maybe three months line let's put you know put it out there and so doing special releases and they're not you know we're not talking punibu day level bottle release stuff but you know like hey we've got this cool this <clears throat> this variation on one of our other things we're going to put that out there you know in crowlers you know come get them and crowler sales have been going nuts for you know for breweries that are doing crawlers and uh, and people are saying all right well I've got, i'm thinking long term i'm going to brew a uh, at old ale and I'm going to put it in barrels and probably look at it again in December, you know, or people, you know, for those of us that like the loggers, you know, saying, all right, I'm going to start doing some loggers and let that, you know, sit for a while, you know, but everybody having to really adjust on the fly. Uh, it, it's a, you know, from outside of things, it's an And fly. to
3: touch on something you mentioned in the beginning of all that, you know, I, I feel like with the vendors and and a lot of the the companies that breweries work with, it feels like we got a glimpse of that generosity and and hospitality and coming together last year uh, with the hurricane that affected the Bahamas. I remember seeing a lot of you know local Florida collaborations and working with grain providers, hop providers, stuff like that to brew those benefit beers because you know we knew damn well that very well could have been us that hurricane. So uh, it was great to see, and now it's all of us. You know, every single one of us are affected. So. Um, you know, that's, it's great to hear that, you know, the, the spirit of craft beer and collaborating and coming together and working together is uh, bigger than ever. Um, you know, I, I, d- I did have a question, you know, before all this craziness went down, what would you say, you know, was, was the guild's kind of focus and priority this year? And how has that changed now that we're in the middle of all this madness?
1: I, I mean, I would say that <clears throat> the, the focus hasn't changed if if anything it's been thrown into sharp relief <laughs> you know the the issues of uh free market franchise and and self-distribution uh, will will always be uh at, and again you know depending on which brewery you're talking to one is more important than the other and, and you know because because everyone has a different business model so for you know say cigar city self-distribution is probably not high on their list of priorities but for you know, a, a small guy who doesn't have a distribution contract and is only doing 500 barrels a year, uh, who no distributor would even look at because it, it doesn't make sense for them. He has no options. So for him, you know, franchise reform is irrelevant because, uh, you know, he just wants to be able to get his beer out to his local community. So Those are, those two items uh, will always be at the top of the list in some form or fashion. We we've had really good conversations with you know with representatives from the distributors uh and they're you know i think they recognize that working together to get something done uh that is acceptable to to both parties is is in their interest um, because it's going to happen one way or the other and if if they don't want to play if they don't want to be a part of it they likely will really not like <laughs> what what comes out of it like you know the, the you know there was a version of of a bill um that went up uh this year that ended up dying in committee but it basically said you can get out of any contract at any time with no compensation with i don't know it was 90 or 100, 120 days notice if as long as you're a brewery under 65,000 barrels which is nearly everybody in Florida and it's, uh, and the part that really scares them is the no compensation, because, you know, especially if, if and if, if some of the smaller ones, you know, it's more of an ego thing, I think, than anything. But some of these larger breweries that, are, that aren't 65,000, that are maybe 20, 30,000, uh, if they can just up and leave one of, you know, one of the distributors, that's a big, that's a big chunk of change. And it's also a big, uh, it'd be a big hit against their, against their books because basically when they take on a, a brewery uh, as a client, that's, you know, that counts as an asset. You know, it's that X amount of dollars that sits on their balance sheet that they can use for, you know, for their own loans and lines of credit and all that kind of stuff. So so those, you know, they, and, and I think, you know, those will always be topics that are, uh, you know, that are at the top of the list for the guild, um, as far as, the, you know, on the business side goes. We're also looking at ways we can, you know, uh, you know, lower the impact on, on breweries, you know, whether it's permitting fees or taxes or you know, stuff like that. That's it's not really a hard sell. It, you know, it's just a matter of, of the of the will of the political will to do it. You know, nobody's saying, oh, no, you know, breweries don't pay enough taxes as it is. I, nobody's saying that <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what <laughs> offense you're on. Permitting fees, I, you know, the amount of money that comes into the state from brewery permits is a is negligible on, in, in the large scheme of things. So I think that if, you know getting those lowered for you know at, you know where you know cutting three thousand dollars to fifteen hundred, this the state wouldn't even notice, but it makes a big difference to a small brewery. So those are things that are you know uh, that I think are you know definitely achievable. Uh, and then you know we're you know we're always looking at you uh, know things about education, better business practices, and you know and you guys have talked about it a number of times uh, in on your on your podcast before is but. The mental health issues and, and mental wellness um, has been a uh, something that's important to me uh, since since I started uh, and we actually now um, have a, a mental wellness committee that we've formed for the for the guild and we have a the committee is working on looking at uh, things that the guild can do and offer um, we are not mental health providers and we don't, we're not aiming to be um, but if we can provide resources or access to resources or even if it's just you know you know i, I started with putting up a, a a resource page with with links and phone numbers and then uh you know we've got um one, one of our new board members uh jillian lynch from levin brewing uh is doing a, a mental wellness monday post on instagram and facebook and it's just like you know here's other than, you know we all know that we love beer and brewing but what's something else you do in your life that makes you happy, and so she's actually getting somebody from different breweries around the state to you know have a picture of one of, of one of them or, or one of their employees doing something that they love uh, that you know that gives them that you know that feeling of happiness and, and that feeling of, of, of mental wellness and and what can otherwise be a stressful and you know and and dark place for a lot of people. That's- How's the
2: feedback on that program in particular? That was something the three of us talked about. It, it was either pre-show, post-show. Maybe it was like mentioned slowly within the episode. But we were really excited to see the Florida Brewers Guild take a stance in regards to mental health and, and these Mental Health Mondays. All three of us are very excited to see it. Are you receiving similar feedback from other breweries throughout the state?
1: yes, and and not only other Brewers at the state, but actually other other state guilds as well. In fact, South Carolina That's awesome. just, just just announced that they're they're doing something similar. And so we had a big call with a lot of the uh, other guild leaders uh, throughout the country, and a lot of people are saying, yeah, tell me tell me what you're doing because it's something that that we want to address uh, as well. And for you know for me, it was you know it's it's been a a long time coming. it's something i I've, I've been wanting to do for a long time. And final, and this, course, was all before COVID-19 started, but, you know, we had <clears throat> up through the end of, I want to say it was in, in the first two months, maybe the first three months um, of the year, you know, we had four people in our industry take their own lives. And, you know, I was just, you know, every, and every time I see something like that happen, it's, you know, it's devastating. It's a like, like gut punch. You know, even if I didn't know them personally or didn't know them well, it's like every time, and they're all, you know, they're all younger than I am, and they're all <laughs> just like this. You know, this shouldn't be happening, and I was like, "All right, you know, I'm in a position where I can do something about it. You know, I'm not, you know, I, this is, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to just sit here and and wait for somebody to say it's okay to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it. And so I actually got with Jay, uh, Jay Dingman, who uh, was formerly on the board, and said, "All right, let's 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 do something about it." And then uh, Jacqueline Garman uh, from Hidden Springs, uh, she actually is a uh, mental health professional. And so we've, you know, as well as being, you know, part, you know, part of Hidden Springs, I said, all right, let's, let's start the process. Let's do, um, let's do something. So that's, that's where all this began. And it was right, you know, early March when it all started. Um, and then of course COVID-19 hit and it was like, you know, now more than ever, we really need to you know, pay attention to this.
2: Yeah. The timing on it really seemed to sync up very, very well with what was going on. And all the additional, i I'm, I'm a mildly anxious individual joel has deals with different anxiety um but even for both of us during this time and and we've discussed it you know joel's level of anxiety actually dropped during this time because he was able to stay at home i like interacting with people my anxiety shot through the roof and (laughs) you know it, it it it's nice to see the state help out however they can No, the Brewers guild for the state help out however they can sort of in this unprecedented time your team uh, and josh albashan is uh, included have done a fantastic job of um representing and helping out uh I, i guess further clarify uh the way that the state laws have sort of been written out for all florida breweries as as we come out of this interesting time do you think we'll see some tightening up of uh, some of the, or, or I, maybe better better stated as uh, additional clarification where some of these uh, misunderstandings were prior?
1: I, I think we're going to see.
2: And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I, to yeah. use an, a specific example, so I don't just like cast out some wide net right. on you. You know, like delivery, um, when when you're talking about breweries or um, even restaurants that are delivering um, mm-hmm. for the time being, you know, do you, do you envision, uh, you know, maybe some further clarification coming down through legislation or anything of that nature coming out of this? Or is it going to be challenging to walk back some of this stuff?
1: Um, I think that, yeah, I think there's definitely going to be an accounting of all things <laughs> because, you know, so since you mentioned delivery, I'll talk specifically with that one. What was interesting was that immediately, of course, the question of, you know, once we had, you know, you could, you know, you could sell to go and you could sell you know, curbside and all that, people said, well, okay, well, what about delivery? Well, the the, the issue with delivery is that it is explicitly forbidden. In in Florida statute, in fact, and this is where this is where the irony comes in. Uh, that was written as part of the quote unquote growler law, and so when in 2015, when we you know when, when you know the and everybody talks about the growler law as you know it was just this one thing, but it actually was a, a, a comprehensive rewrite of of a lot of alcohol statutes and, and things like that, which a lot of people don't realize. But one of the things one of the things in there, and it was a you know it was it was kind of a uh, trading bit, I guess. You know, they said, okay, well, let's, you know, we want to, you know, make um, delivery uh, f- directly from a brewery to consumer uh, illegal. And at the time, I was like, well, why would I ever want to do that? You know, so yeah, well, fine, we'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll consider that. And, and it it actually gets written, you know, you know that manufacturers of alcoholic beverages uh, cannot deliver to consumers. Um, and so there's, you know, there's no. There's no wiggle room there. I mean, it is it is, it is you know, illegal. Um, however, uh, you know, then of course when was it? Well, well, such a state they waived it. They well, they didn't waive a you know, they didn't they, they waived parts of the law that weren't that weren't specific. Like they, like those other states that are doing it don't have a law that says you specifically cannot do this. Um, but that being said, that is one of those things I think that certainly we'll get a look um, in the next, you know, in the next go around. Um, I think shipping is one of those things that'll get a look at not only at the state level but at the federal level.
2: Um, yeah, I imagine yeah. At, at the federal level at least we're going to see some discussion there from the, the yeah. Brewers Association. Just in yeah, and
1: they've they've already mentioned it. You know that that it's definitely uh, because you know it's it's one of those things like there's. You know, you can put in the safeguards required to make sure that, you know, underage people aren't getting it. It's really easy. They do. And, and you already have wine delivery, spirits, delivery, like these things are already, in you know, already in place with other services. There's no reason that it shouldn't be across the board. And also the same for beer, wine, spirits, you know, it, again, it's one of those, uh, you know, certain industries can and certain industries can't. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just because of wh- whoever... Lo- whoever's lobbyists got there first you know it's sort of how that happens I think uh, you know what's been really interesting though is that breweries fall into sort of a a, an unspecified category depending on what the topic is so you know the ones that have a restaurant uh, whether they're officially a brew pub or they have or have a restaurant on site obviously fall into those categories and and are uh, able to operate under those rules they are also operating under a manufacturer's license. They're also operating under a retailer's license. They're also operating under uh, a bar license in some cases. So you know but there isn't one and, and so when like when these executive orders come out about what can open and what can't and under what you know under what uh, you know circumstances and rules, breweries don't get mentioned specifically. And so that's where things get confusing. And then what we've found is that the state doesn't like to drill too far down into getting too specific and especially in 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 this particular you know you know instance they really want businesses to be open you know they're they're, you know they're they're not in a position where they want to be telling people you know we don't want your business to be open um they would rather have businesses be open than not but they want to make sure that that safety is also accounted for and of course you know that can certainly venture into you know, some political conversations as well about what's safe and what's not and is it too early, is it not? That's, you know, doesn't take a position on that. We you know (laughs) but our um you know what we want to do is we just want clarification. So when an executive order comes out and says, you know, restaurants can open and you know and then say, okay, well where do breweries fall into this? If you say restaurants could open but bars can't or liquor stores can open but you know Where do we, where do we fall in that? And, and so we really work to get, you know, to, to get clarification directly from DBPR, from the top level. So we, you know, one of the, one of the frustrating parts is that you get, you know, before that clarification comes, um, you get, you know, regional enforcement officers having their own interpretation. So you might have an ABT agent in, uh, in Fort Myers who says, yeah, go ahead. You guys are good to go. And somebody in Jacksonville saying, nope, absolutely not and you know it, it, unless there's clarification they're both right <laughs> so um and, th- and that doesn't even take into account the you know the regional guidelines and and you know cities and municipalities you know set their own you know they can make things as strict as they want um they just can't relax state law
2: so is that how you all were able to get the clarification for food trucks to open up on a brewery grounds as uh, as a food vendor,
1: yeah. So the the conversation was was uh, of course you know when they when they put out the the order, it said a food you know it said food service associated with a you know a brewery, and some people took that to me and they were like, well, it means that they have to be o- owned by the same people. And others said, well, no, it just means as long as they're on site, they can do it. And you know we we really kind of pressed them like, look, we really need clarification on this, and it took a while. But we finally got word from, you know, from DBPR saying yes, a, a food truck on site uh, will, you know, qualify for, you know, for the, and uh, you know the the head of DBPR sent out emails to, you know, to city councils and chambers, you know, around the state who asked for it as well, you know, saying saying the same thing. So there are some cities and municipalities who are a little, you know, stricter or or you know. They're like no no we need something in writing from the state it's like you know what it's not going to happen <laughs> you know they're they're not going to write a, a a statement for every single different kind of industry you know because it's just you know they they, they don't need to spend time you know th- but it's um yeah but it's been a long a long process a long road to get and you know i'm sure whenever the next order comes out you know there'll be more you know clarification that's needed and and we will we will go. Go at it as best we can, and when that comes out.
3: Now, I, I have a question about the guild going forward. But before I do that, I just want to jump real quick back to the mental health thing because you yeah, know, sure. um, you know, as we're recording this, it's May thirty first, the end, you uh, you know, of uh, mental health uh, awareness month. Uh, is the mental wellness Monday continuing going forward? <laughs> absolutely, great,
1: absolutely, yeah. So, and not, and not only that, we're gonna, you're going to be seeing more. And actually I was, I was telling Phil this earlier, uh, uh, when Jillian came on board, um, with the board of directors, uh, she is really, really good at the whole social, social media game. And if you don't follow 11 brewing, uh, on Instagram, you really should, uh, cause they, they I literally
2: they, hit follow as we were talking back yeah, and forth.
1: It, <laughs> they, you know, and she does such a great job of, uh, and they have since, since before they opened, she has done posts. And so like every time they do a post, it's, day 1224 of you know of leavenbrook and it's you know it's a lot of their day-to-day stuff and it's their you know some of it's really funny and some of it's you know you're like oh wow uh and you know so she is actually putting together a schedule of cool stuff for the guild to be doing on social media um and i was as i was saying to, to you guys earlier that you know with with me trying to run all the social media for the yoda it's kind of like having your dad run it, you know <laughs> um, you yeah, I'm doing the best I can, but it's really not my forte but um but she you know she also gets them she's getting she's getting content from other breweries from around the state um you know getting part and I think that's a big thing for me too is getting participation from from members um and so it's you know it's not just you know what I can get to and what I can get pictures of it. It's like you no know, getting you know these breweries that are you know, really helping drive the industry um, in Florida, you know, letting every, everybody else see what's happening around the state, because there's, you know, the, the brewery scene in, you know, uh, in South Florida is very different than the one in Pensacola. And there's cool, really cool stuff and great beer happening at both. Uh, and so I think by sharing that through the Guild, um, that it's, I think it, it creates a, a better uh, community that's much more statewide than maybe it sometimes has been in the past.
3: And going forward, has, you know, annually, you know, for the past couple of years, there's been the Florida uh, Brewers Conference. Uh, has there been any talk about, you know, are, are we planning on going ahead? Are, has there been any announcement as far as what's happening with that?
1: So unfortunately, uh, we've, we've had to cancel July's conference because it was supposed to be mid-July. And th- there was just no way, A, there was no way to be sure that we'd even be able to. Um, because we don't know what the state orders are going to be like if you could, you know, if you can have 400 people in, in a single place, you know, mid July, who knows if that'll even be allowed or not. But also I think that realistically it's going to be a, a, a tough sell to try to get people to spend the money, um, especially the people who we really want there, the brewers and brewer, you know, brewery employees to spend the money to be there when, you know, the past couple of months have been, you know, financially such a big hit for everyone. And by big hit, I don't mean like top of the charts. <laughs> and then also, you know, and the same goes with with our vendors and our sponsors. It just, you know, and it flips out of that is, you know, you know we, revenue-wise, um, there's just no way that for the Guild to, uh, to make it financially feasible for it to work. So July has been canceled. What we're looking at is doing something by the end of the year, Um, and whether it means it's something smaller, uh, something maybe semi virtual, but we'd like to do something that, that offers up, uh, you know, some of the opportunities for education, for, for, you know, meeting up and getting together, you know, and and as much as I love all the education and learning part, you know, the biggest part for me is the getting together and the camaraderie and, and just getting to spend time with, with each other outside of our places of business. And I know that's true for a lot of people. So hopefully we'll have something figured out, you know, um, soon to have by the end of the year, but that's, that's a, uh, to be determined at this point. Yeah. Any...
3: That... Go ahead, Phil.
1: No, go, go, Joel.
3: <laughs> no, Sean started to go into that territory. So it, it almost didn't feel like we needed to ask the follow-up question, but, um, you know, we, I think we were both thinking that, you know, maybe there could be something digital along the lines of what CBC did this year.
1: Yeah. And that was definitely in, in my line of thought as well, that, um, you know, we have, Access to a lot of people who know a lot of stuff, and so it would not be a really, you know, tough thing to do to put together, you know, a handful of of online seminars, you know, to to offer up something, you know, for people who want to learn, you know, whether it's, you know, the financial side, whether it's the hard, you know, the hard science for the brewing side, to the sales, you know, whatever it might be, we have enough, you know, brain trust, you know, between know our membership to, to you know, it's just a question of getting those things together
2: as one of the things that i enjoyed both as a board member in the past and as a, just a fan of florida breweries uh, are your happy hour events any thoughts about moving some of those happy hour events to a virtual so that maybe it's a virtual tour of a brewery and then a happy hour sort of with it it takes that personal um interaction piece out as well as being able to sample some beer from that brewery um which is a big part of it um and and definitely something that i looked forward to traveling around the state of florida to do those with you guys any thoughts about bringing those back virtually even temporarily
1: so we're actually well, we're coming bringing,
2: back live i should say
1: they, I, they are coming back live in fact on tuesday we have one at uh Bug Nutty Brewing at, uh, in their new facility in Coco. They have a full restaurant there as well. So they're actually, they, they've been open, you know, doing all the appropriate safety precautions and, and social distancing and whatnot. But it's, uh, this will be our first one since February, I think, you know, cause I mean, cause March was the FPG Fest and like days after FPG Fest, the whole world blew up. So, um, yeah. well aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so this will be our, our our on tuesday uh in um in cocoa at, at bug nutty and, and i'm i'm really looking forward to it and you know as you know, i know it won't be 100 percent the same because you know i can't run up and hug everyone like i want to um but uh you know just to see people face to face again even if it's from six feet away and with a mask on it'll be you know it'd be nice to at least take one one step towards normalcy again i like the idea of of maybe even and if, if I can figure out how to do it,
2: projection screen, just a projection screen <laughs> with a camera for the rest of the audience,
1: right? And just say, you know, hey, you know, um, you know, here we are at at Bug Nutty, and uh, you know, just you know, you know, if you want to virtually toast this, well, you know, what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to um, I'm going to set a time for. Uh, Tuesday All right, I'll figure out how to make that happen and
2: just for clarification for anyone that's listening Tuesday has already passed um by the oh. time this episode <laughs> releases I wasn't. I it, wasn't it's word, the last Tuesday but oh, no. uh while we're talking in the future um and and, and partially in the past as well right. um yeah, I think it would be awesome. You could do a Zoom call, and everyone could just change their name and put a hyphen with the brewery that they represent. And I like that um, idea. Maybe it, it's it, it's almost like wearing a name tag at the happy yeah. hours, which I always thought we probably should have worn name tags. Just, I mean, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I know. I've, Sometimes I know we I, did back in the day, but I think
1: I think I brought name tags the first couple times I did it, and then I just stopped. So
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but. awesome. But yeah, no, I like that idea.
2: So Sean, thank you so much for coming in um, and, and talking with us, and um, being our guinea pig of sorts with our first interview. Um, oh, my pleasure.
3: Please let everyone know where they can find you, the Guild online, all that good stuff.
1: So yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, you can find me. You know, pretty much everywhere, but I'm easy to find on Facebook. Just look at my name, Sean Nordquist, or uh, so. Also, you know, also um, Florida Brewers Guild uh, on Instagram uh and twitter and actually twitter is fl brewers guild look up florida brewers guild on facebook on instagram i'm also um beer for the daddy and uh yeah that's you know but i'm like i'm i'm really easy to find <laughs> so i don't i don't hide very well
2: well sean i on behalf of united we drink we really appreciate it thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do for the state um, and all of our breweries in in the state of Florida. It's truly appreciated.
1: Glad to be back with you guys. I, I, uh, as you know, I've been a fan since day one. Back, back in the some day. rough
2: episodes, uh, hey. and, and they got better when Joel came in and replacement for me. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know about that. I, that's that's <laughs> a also, rough audio to re-listen to. Trust me.
1: But I, but I, I, also want to make sure I acknowledge that you know I, I was around back then. and listened to you guys, and I'm really proud of you guys and what you've done. Um, not just with the show, but also with all of you individually uh, in your various paths. Uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled that we're all still. Yeah, we're all still friends, and I can't wait till we can all get together and have a beer together. I agree with you on that one. You bet.
3: We love you, Sean. Be safe. Love you too, man.
2: All right, guys. Have a good night. You too. Bye.
0: Yes, it was no fun at all to not be a part of that conversation. It's also not fun to have shots fired at you for being... Uh, close minded I'm very far from closed-minded, Phil. Uh, and Stay around after the episode to uh, find out how I get my revenge. Uh, I want to thank Sean. Sean Nordquist, the executive director of the Florida Brewers Guild. Good friend of ours. Good friend of the show for being on here once again. Uh, it was great to have him. And hopefully we can all get together sometime in the future and have beers in person. In the meantime... Check out uh, our social media. You can follow us at United We Drink on Twitter, at United We Drink Pod on uh, Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. We're on there as well. Our website's unitedwedrink.com. And as always, you can find this podcast on practically any of the major streaming services, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Any of those services where you can subscribe to the show and listen to it free of charge every other Thursday. Um, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show. It takes a few seconds. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can also check out our web store, unitedwedrink.com store for shirts, buttons, stickers, and a whole bunch of other swag available to you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks for another new episode here. Cheers.
2: Everything is better with Mike.
0: Damn right!